0: Welcome into the September 23rd episode of the Locked On podcast. Mike DeStefano with Dave Morisuti. The Maple Leafs took to the ice yesterday for their first time in training camp. We'll chat about some of the line pairings that were trotted out there by Sheldon Keefe. But Dave, one surprising name added to the injury report to start camp. We'll tell you who that is and why it could be concerning for the Maple Leafs. We also got some preseason action coming up this weekend. We're going to preview that a little bit. So all that more coming up on today's edition of Locked on Leafs. Hello and welcome to the Lockdown Leafs podcast. What's up shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host Mike DeStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me it's my co-host Dave Morosuti from Sportsnet, also a writer for the NHLPA. Lockdown Leafs is a daily Maple Leaf centric podcast. So be sure to subscribe for free. Wherever you get your podcast from, you can also now catch us up on video format. Check us out on YouTube, blocked on lease on YouTube. Hit subscribe, leave some comments on our videos, will be greatly appreciated. And today's episode in particular is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online as you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Betonline. Where the game starts, and uh, you can start betting on hockey this weekend, Dave. As preseason games are about to get underway, uh, Toronto with a split squad doubleheader against the Ottawa Senators tomorrow. Pretty jacked up. We finally get to see some of these guys in action.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it, it's just like why not give you two hockey games to get you right into the mood. Uh, it's yeah, it'll be it's, it'll feel. The weather's starting to turn a bit, so that's when you know hockey's coming.
0: It's, it is, it is. I was outside trying to watch the football game out on the patio. It, it wasn't uh, as enjoyable at it as it had been. Uh, you know, this summer watching a lot of baseball because uh, it was very windy and yeah, a little chilly, a little chilly. But you're right; that means that the weather is changing, and well. It's officially fall now, to be honest, so uh, technically, which means hockey season is here, and I'm excited about it. So um, we'll go over some of the lines that we saw because the Maple Leafs hit the ice yesterday for practice. Um, We got to see what some of the line pairings are going to look like for that game. Um, So we'll share those with you guys, and also, uh, as kind of our way to to, to tee up and preview the game, we're going to tell you about three things we're looking forward to watching at this Uh, for this game. So whether it's, you know, a a certain player or a player in a certain role or, you know, a a situation, a goaltender, whatever it may be, we've got a top three list later on that we're going to do to kind of help tee up that game. But first, there was some big news that kind of came out uh, yesterday, right before they all hit the ice. And that was that Jake Muzzin Will be out to start camp. Apparently, had some back discomfort and he's going to be reevaluated next week. Um, what's your concern level there, Dave, to hear about this from uh, Jake Muzzin?
1: It's not code red, but I'm not blowing this off as like nothing, yeah. Right? We know, we know he's, I'm not gonna like you know, some people say, Oh, he's like glass, like you just you're just waiting for something to happen, but. The back one is concerning because we know that a back injury is something that he's dealt with in the past, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure he's dealt with back injury. We also know that it could be a sign of another injury that could be flaring up with him as well. It's just it's concerning that a day after he pretty much was saying that he felt pretty good and then. Yeah, but back just doesn't feel good. Like, I, I just want to know, is the back discomfort like when I wake up in the morning and I'm like, all right, like, got to loosen up a little bit? Or is it like I just finished, you know, bringing a bunch of uh, what, like rocks, picking up a bunch of rocks and my, my back feels like, you know, it's tight and it's like I, I just right. like, like crack it or something like it's it's a little vague when they say like discomfort in the back.
0: It is. It is vague. Um, You want me to read you the quote that I have here from Sheldon uh, Keith about what he had to say about his concern level when it comes to uh, Jake Muzzin. So he said, quote, I wouldn't say concerned, considering it's nothing related to things that have been on the front burner in terms of monitoring for him. I think last year there was the concussion issues, and I believe it was a shoulder issue he had in the playoffs as well or before the playoffs had started. Um, So, I think that's what he's referring to when he said that that's what they were monitoring. Um, he continues to say, it's just the last little bit. He's had some discomfort in his back. And ultimately we decided that with today being the hardest days of the year, it was a good time to give him some additional time away. So we'll evaluate him after a week and see where things settle. So yeah, even Keith is acknowledging that he's had some discomfort in his back the last little bit. So yes, what he was speaking the day before Clearly, it was utter BS when he said he felt 100%. Not the case, as we found out 24 hours later. Um I, But I, I think that you say, you know, you're right when you say it's not code red. Definitely not code red. But it is slightly concerning because, well, a couple of things. One, the age of Jake Muzzin. And mm-hmm. he didn't look right last year, right? He wasn't skating, you know, very well. He wasn't moving as you know, quickly, swiftly, and properly that he was um, the seasons before. And if you have a back injury, that can really impact your skating. So that's where it is a little bit concerning is if this kind of lingers, is this something that will linger? And if that's the case and it impacts his skating, that's not good for Muzz because he's got to be able to move around for him to be effective. Um, and clearly with if this back, Injury, or they're not calling it an injury, but if this discomfort, you know, sticks around a while, who knows what Jake Muzzin you're going to get?
1: Yeah, like is this something that they're going to have to monitor throughout the year? Is this just something that he just needs a few, you know, the week off and he'll be back to normal? Like yeah. that's that's the part that's vague, right? We just don't know if this is something. Sometimes you hear players say, "Oh, this is something I'm just going to have to deal with or play through." I'm like, "Well, we haven't even like." We haven't even hit the ice yet with like team drills, so like we don't even know if this is something that has been he's been dealing with all summer. Like,
0: we make just... no, yeah, make no mistake though, too. Like, I don't if he is feeling some sort of discomfort, I would prefer that he sit out. Like, I think this is the right, right. call, you know. I, I'm not saying that he should be playing through it, I mean, it's the preseason, you definitely. If there's any chance that he could tweak something because he's worried about the back or any type of discomfort, I mean, don't play him, don't hit the ice, just kind of you know keep it low key for a week, and they'll reevaluate uh, a week from now, which is exactly what Keith said he was going to do. So I applaud, I guess, being being um, you know cautious and taking precautions here when it comes to Muzzin because I think he's going to be an important player for this team. I mean, if he can't when he's not capable of giving you top four minutes and he's not in the lineup at all. Also, this team is thin on the, on the blue line. They, they just are um, when he's not good enough to carry a pairing, like he had done a couple years prior with Justin Hall, this team struggles when he can't do that. So uh, I think that, Jake Muzzin's health is definitely going to be something that uh, is going to be monitored over the course of the next couple of weeks. Hopefully it is just uh, a little discomfort and a week from now he's back and ready to go and he can get himself up to speed quick enough where he's good to go come October 12th for game one of uh, of the season. But the other thing that I want to discuss quickly before moving on to talk about uh, some other stuff here is doesn't like wouldn't this. Provide more incentive for Rasmus Sandin to get something done, to get to camp. Like there is now significant opportunity. You've got Lilligren out for six weeks, and now Jake Muzzin is not going to be out there for the next week um, at the very least. Now would be a good time for him to, you know, return to Toronto and get in front of these, you know, get in front of the coaching staff, get on the ice. And prove to this team that hey, I'm still here. I'm very effective, and I can fill into these roles.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it should have dawned on him last year that, like, going into this off that the Leafs were going to be made, like his time is coming. We were, we knew that that was going to be a thing, but I think he just was just like, I need to have some sort of guarantee. Well, there's never any guarantees, but what we're seeing now is you're one injury away from being not being you know out of out of the picture a little bit to like we need you right like i don't know who's advising him i, I can't remember who his agent is right now um Lewis Gross. it's loose Gross okay it was loose Gross. that's i was gonna say that i didn't want to get it wrong um but like, he has to kind of tell he's kind of have to go to his client say look take the one-year deal Give yourself the best position to show what you can do, whether it's with the Leafs or with another team. Like you have sitting at home does nothing for him, in my yeah, opinion. I, no. Right. And so I, I get that he wants to make his voice heard. And that's the this is the only negotiating tactic that he has. But it doesn't it just I don't think it I just don't think it, it helps in his position because he really hasn't had the body of work to say this is what I've done. This yeah. is the reason why I think I should be playing.
0: Well, he hasn't proven that he's not exp- like expendable yet, like yeah. William Melander was, and like Mitch Marner was, and that's why they were able to dig their heels in and get what they wanted. Sandine has not proven like hasn't proven himself to that point yet. Um, I think he has two options: either he can be selfish, and you try and use this as leverage to get. The money that he's looking for. And when I say he, I mean his camp, like Lewis Gross will will be the guy who's, you know, being the meanie pants here, trying to get more money for his client. Sandine isn't really speaking with Dubis himself, obviously. It's it's no. it's all the agents. We know this. Um, but what Sandine could do, which to me is the other option, is get on the horn with Lewis Gross and say, I don't care what it takes. I need to get to camp as quick as possible, get something done. I do not care. Make it a one-year deal, but I got to get there. There's opportunity for me to grab a hold of a roster spot right now with these injuries. I want to be there as soon as possible. Let's quit farting around, get this done, and take advantage of this opportunity. Those are the two options I think he has. Hopefully he makes the right decision.
1: Yeah, I mean... If we, if the Willian Nylander, like Lewis Gross should have kind of given him, like, the this is what happened with the Nealander situation. You don't want this. You don't want to start your season late because it puts you behind the eight ball and the coaching staff isn't going to have pity on you. No, either. No.
0: He's and he's going to end up in the press box for a majority of those games because he's not up to speed Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: he's probably going to make some mental errors and some mistakes as everyone else is in midseason form. And, you know, Sheldon Keith's going to sit there and say, you know what, we can't have this happen right now. You need to get up to speed in practice. But for now, you're the seventh defenseman because you're just making those mental errors because this is your preseason but unfortunately we're in the middle of the year, right? However long it may take him to get back in. That is assuming that this takes, you know, into late November, like it did with Nylander. I mean, Um, but hopefully it doesn't happen. Hopefully, you know, they can figure something out and get him into camp. I made the, the, uh, I made the statement was a couple days ago. I said, I believed that he would be in camp by next Tuesday. I still believe that's going to be the case. um, But, you know, it's been a couple days since, and it's still been radio silent. And uh, uh, it's now it's getting a little concerning that we haven't heard anything about Sandin uh, signing, uh, with games starting tomorrow. But we'll see. We'll see. Still a lot of time between now and Tuesday for him to make the decision to get back into camp. Uh, all right. Why don't we take a quick break? When we get back, why don't we show people what the lines are likely to look like in the split squad games? Because The players were actually out on the ice uh, yesterday, and it looks like really not what I expected, I guess you could say, but it's day one of camp, And, and these lines mean absolutely nothing, most likely um and you'll know what i mean when we show you them so when we get back we'll show you what the leafs line groupings looked like for both the split squad games and we'll tell you about some of the guys who are excited to watch also and some things that we're looking forward to seeing on saturday uh so we'll be right back here on the locked on these podcast, part of locked on podcast network first A word from our show sponsor. It's betonline.net. It's your number one source for football betting information this season. Also, hockey betting. They've got a bunch of new lines out there as well. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every single game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. Welcome back into the Locked On Least podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morrisuti, And uh, if you haven't already, and you're a first timer listening or watching us up on YouTube, if you enjoy it, please subscribe. We give you new content each and every day, Monday through Friday, throughout the entire season. We'll be coming at you with previews, ahead of games, some post-game content, trade analysis, all the good stuff you're looking for throughout the season. You can get it all right here at Locked On Leafs, completely free. Just got to subscribe, maybe hit the little notification bell, so you know when we put out new content, typically you'll have it for your morning commute, or uh, just before you leave for work, you want to maybe watch something while you munch on some Wheaties, you can go ahead and watch Locked On Leafs. Uh, Dave, um, we saw the lines trickle out. So there were two groupings today, right? So group one and a group two. And it, it, it wasn't, I guess, what you would expect in a way, but also kind of makes sense because – it's the preseason, and it's a chance for Sheldon Keith to just try some different things, right? Just see what works, see what doesn't, and it's inconsequential these games. They can lose both of them, thirteen to one, and ain't nobody gonna care, and no one's gonna remember either. Come October twelfth, when they start to drop the puck. Uh, that being said, let's see what these groupings looked like, and if anything sticks out to you. So. This was the first grouping that was out there today for the Toronto Maple Leafs. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it right there and you can read it yourself. If you're listening, I'll explain it to you. So the top line, Michael Bunting uh, with Austin Matthews and Cali Yarncroak. So no Mitch Marner because he's not actually in group one. He's in group two. So Marner will not be uh, playing alongside Matthews in this uh, upcoming game this weekend. It's going to be Yarncroft and Michael Bunting. Um, Did you have a comment that you wanted to make there uh, or anything, Dave?
1: Well, seeing Yarncrook up there was a little surprising. I I wasn't sure if he was going to play left or right side, so got our answer there. Um, uh, It didn't surprise me that – I think what Sheldon Key realizes, Matthews and Marner is a group – and Bunting is a line he can go to any time, and it's going to work. Yep. He needs to do – he needs to figure out – What's gonna happen if, God forbid, knock on wood, Mitch Marner is out? Awesome, Matthews. Out. Like if things have to change, oh, you
0: went the negative way. You went the huh? so way negative way. Oh yeah, way I mean, went
1: with the new. I went with the worst case zombie apocalypse scenario. <laughs> what the hell are they gonna do? But this is this is what the this is, and he even said like tomorrow before. I mean, we're recording this, uh, heading into we're not like there's another practice gonna happen. This, yeah. these lines could be totally different but well, it did
0: say more or less he said there may be slight tweakings, but he did yeah. say that these will most likely be the lines for the split squad games on the weekend
1: yeah and it's important that they they do try this out because we know what the other options are like
0: right exactly and this is the time to try different things which again is why it's kind of unfortunate that you know Sandine's not here it's unfortunate that lilligran is injured and uh Jake Muzzin too you know unfortunate that he won't be able to get up to speed because now is the time to do it and make those uh little mistakes the one the glass half full approach you took half empty with the oh if injuries occur they need to make sure there's other options uh if they want to play Marner and Tavares together maybe they're saying okay What if we want to do that? Who could fit up top with Bunting and Matthews? Last year it was Kasha who got the opportunity to do so. He's not around anymore. Let's see if Yarncroke looks okay on that line together and get that little glimpse in one preseason game. So if you want to go back to that at some point in the season, you know that they had a game at least, and you know either it works or it doesn't work based on how they play together. So that was my glass half full approach to seeing that one um, compared to your half empty a little bit. All right, let's keep going and taking a look at uh, the rest of the lines here. Um, so the next lineup, next trio of players that'll be together in uh, the one game on Saturday: Zach Aston-Reese, David Camp, and Joey Anderson. I can't remember if I said on this show or I said on Leafs Lunch, but I said to my I said at some point uh, on one show uh, that I thought that Engball's injury would give an opportunity for them to see what Zach Aston-Reese could look like alongside David Camp. And he could end up getting some more minutes and try and build some chemistry. And Sheldon Keith wastes no time trying to see what those two look like and to see if they can kind of um, have similar success to what Camp was able to have with, uh, you know, Kasha and Mikheyev last season. And so it looks like they're going to get a look Saturday against Ottawa.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, you heard uh, Sheldon Keith say that they really wanted to sign Zach Asteris to a contract when they ran out of money. I'm like, yeah. well, yeah. you would I have had really the know. money. You would have had the money if you didn't spend it on guys like, you know, Dennis Malgan. Just just going to throw that out there. But um depending I, I think,
0: on how much he wants. Like realistically, it depends how much
1: Asteris
0: wants cuz Malgin's making like I mean, his whole contract is bearable in the minors.
1: Exactly. So, it's I, so I, I, it's more so
0: not uh, getting more retention on the Matt Murray trade that f- made that cap situation more of a problem.
1: Yeah, definitely true on that one as well. So I'm, I yeah, I do like the uh, you know, and also for Joey Anderson, like I, I want to see what this guy can do. All right, because the Leafs traded Andreas Janssen for this guy. Right, Andreas Janssen was a serviceable player for the Leafs. Joey Anderson has not really done much for the Leafs and he really hasn't had the opportunity. I get that, but he hasn't really put himself in that opportunity in that spot as well. So I'm glad to see that they're going to put him with a David camp to say, all right, this is no; These are NHL as you're playing with. So let's see what you can do.
0: Yeah. And I believe he's waivers uh, eligible. So like he's going to have to be put on waivers uh, if he doesn't make the team at a camp this year. And, we all know what people love to do when Maple Leafs hit the waiver wire. It seems like it's a race to claim them. And uh, 24-year-olds, you know, right winger, winger um, who can has a little bit of jam, who had a really good year in the American League, is on the precipice of making an impact in the NHL. There's a good chance there's a couple teams that will be interested in putting in a claim there. So uh, he'll be given every opportunity to show up and try and make this club for sure. Uh, the next line, Nick Robertson, Alex Kerfoot, and Nicholas Abe Kubel. Uh, this is a, an interesting line because I think all three of these guys actually are competing for like similar roles, uh, like the, the second-line left-wing position, All three of these guys are at least in that conversation, in that race. I would say Kerfoot's probably leader in the clubhouse, and then Robertson will have a really good opportunity. Um, Keith even said so the other day. And he also mentioned that Abe Kubel will be given an opportunity to see uh, if he can get some looks potentially on that line. Um, So now getting to play with a couple of skillful guys like Kerfoot and Robertson, it'll give them a a little bit of a look-see to see what he what he does right the skill set all right is he going to forecheck will be will he be first man in on the puck to get the to to get the puck over to these guys to Kerfoot to get it to Robertson who can shoot so that I think was uh, you know slightly notable I suppose that that is the trio that they're going with for game one
1: yeah and you know all three guys have similar traits in that they are you know supposed to be quick they're not you know the biggest of, of players right they have smaller of statues so oddly similar players all playing together I'm curious to see what exactly Sheldon Keefe envo- like envisions for them let's say
0: yeah uh and then the fourth line clear uh Kyle Clifford Fraser Minton the second round pick the rookie for the Toronto Maple Leafs who I had a chance to speak to the other day by the way when I was at uh Leafs Media Days me and Julia had got a chance to interview him, which was interesting. Uh, And then Wayne Simmons also on that line as well. So, um, you know, I think this is a couple of guys. I mean, there's actually a lot of pressure, I think, on both Wayne Simmons and Kyle Clifford to perform. Because to me, they're not like if I have to put together my roster today, I'm not sure either of those two end up making the opening day roster i i really am not sure of it and when it comes to wayne simmons if that's the case who knows what that means for his career because is he gonna want to toy around in the minors i I don't get the sense he would but at the same time if he wants to keep the flame lit and keep keep a career i guess gonna have to stay in shape and play with them no like i i don't know simmons is gonna be interesting he's definitely a player who has a lot to prove here in this uh in
1: Yeah, I think Simmons, especially like he he's he was he signed that two year deal, so he thought getting that extra year would give him maybe a little bit of of security and assurance. I think he also had a no trade clause added to his deal, so it's not like it was pretty much Leafs or nothing else for him. So uh, yeah, I'm curious to see like. Wayne Simmons has had purpose before in this lineup, and then it's just at times where it's like you just can't have him play. Yeah. Right. So they're also putting him with their rookie, right? The like the the young gun. So I'm curious if that's also just here's two pros, learn a few things from them. It's a good opportunity for the younger player just to kind of be a sponge with these veterans.
0: Yeah, and like Fraser Minton is a two-way player, right? So playing with guys who, you know, have play with a, a little bit of an edge like Clifford and Simmons, probably really good, uh, you know, mentor for a guy like Minton. Uh, defensively, Riley and Brody, who a lot expect to be the top pair this season. They'll start off together uh, again. And then Ben and Mete, two guys uh, who are depth players, who big opportunities for them too. Um, you know, with the injuries to Muzzin and uh and the holdouts for Sandine and also the injury to Lillegrin. Those are three spots, three spots in that top six um that are available. One of ben or Mete has an opportunity to go, or both realistically, have an opportunity to go and take those spots. So uh, you know, they'll be looking to show up well. And then a couple of youngsters, Miko Koken and William Villanov, round out the uh, the third pair for one of the games tomorrow. Let's take a peek. Uh, actually, let's take a quick break and then when we get back, we'll look at the second grouping of players. Actually, yeah, it's going to be uh, Samsonov and Shalgren will be the two goaltenders for that grouping um, and then which means that we'll get to see uh, Matt Murray and Dylan Ferguson who's in on a PTO uh, with the second grouping and get back i'll tell you who else is with that second group and some of the players that uh, that we'll be keeping an eye on over the course of the weekend that coming up on the other side you listen to locked on leaves podcast part of the locked on podcast network welcome back into locked on leaves i'm mike DiStefano stefano with dave morissutions so we already went through the first groupings of players for one of the split squad games against the Ottawa Senators tomorrow. We'll go through the second one with you now. I already mentioned Matt Murray is going to be the starting goaltender. So it'll be the first time that we'll have a chance to watch Matt Murray in person and see what he looks like in a Maple Leafs uniform. Uh, Dylan Ferguson will be his backup. So if you're watching on uh, YouTube, you can see right now what the lines look like. But again... If you're listening via audio, we'll explain who is playing with whom and uh, our thoughts on it. So right up at the tippy top, John Tavares, the captain, alongside Mitchell Marner and Adam Gaudette getting a little bit of a twirl with Tavares and Marner on the top line in this game. It's a little interesting. Adam Gaudette getting uh, that's a pretty big opportunity for him.
1: Yeah, especially, you know. Are the Leafs trying to hope that they find another cheaper forward that can provide, that can exceed his value, right? This is a very versatile player too. We know that can play center and he can play the wings. So I guess they want to see if, you know, in a pinch, can he move up the lineup, right? So if I'm Adam Gaudet, I'm seeing this and I'm saying, okay, all right. This is this is my this is my shot. This is my opportunity to really show what I can do playing with the big boys. You don't get this opportunity very often if you're Adam Goddad.
0: No, you don't. Sorry. No, you don't. And, you know, he's a guy who you know, doesn't have a whole lot of offense in his career. He did have one season, 33 points in 59 games. That was kind of his career high in his second full year in the NHL. Um, but you know, he's somebody who had a terrific collegiate career played at Northeastern university, won the Hobie Baker in his final season in the NCAA 30 goals, 30 assists, 60 point guy in 38 games. Um, and was touted as a bit of a two-way player. Uh, so, you know, he's going to be given some opportunity. It looks like to not only make this roster, but maybe play a little higher up than we originally thought. I mean, I don't want to read too much into it, but I, you know, assumed fourth line, fourth liner makes a lot of sense, but he's gonna get a look up on that top line with Tavares and Marner in the first game of preseason action. Again, might not mean anything, but I do think that it's notable and interesting to see. Uh, second line, Dennis Malgan, Pontus Holmberg, and Bill Nye, the Rishat guy, William Nylander. Uh, basically, this is the Scandinavian line that we've got out here with the Swiss. In Mulligan, and then Holmberg, Nylander, a couple of Swedes out there.
1: Yeah, Holmberg's an interesting name to be playing with Nylander. Um, Some have put him as one of those to watch as like a dark horse to make the team. Yeah. Or one of the final guys to make the team. So, again, you see yourself playing with your countrymate and William Nylander. That should mean something for for Paul DeSolver. Mulligan. I you know I'm I was I'm not the biggest fan of Dennis Mulligan, but hey they're giving him that chance to see uh, you know why they kept him around even though he left to go and play in Switzerland so it's an interesting line I I hope somebody's going to be defensively reliable on that line because well wow. <laughs> like I don't see it there but we'll we'll see how that that shapes out on uh, on Saturday if it, if that's the line.
0: Yeah, you know, Holmberg is an interesting player, uh, as you noted him. Last year, played in the Swedish League and then ended up getting six games in the American League when he got eliminated from the playoffs and came over to uh, North America for the first time. But playing for Vax Joe in the Swedish Elite League, uh, 11 goals, 30 assists, so 41 points in 46 games, which is an improvement from the 23 points he had the season before. But then six games in the American League with the Marlies, four points through six games uh, when he first got there. So not too shabby. And he was one of the guys who Kyle Dubas at the end of the year last year in his press conference uh, said, yeah, we want to see some younger players try and make a push to make this roster. Some AHL guys, Joey Anderson was named, Alex Steves was named, as was Pontus Holmberg was named as a player who he felt had a good opportunity to show up in camp. There's a lot of opportunity in camp this year. There's some Holes, or there's some roles that people can go and grab. Holmberg wants to be one of them. Uh, next line, we've got Bobby McMahon, uh, SDA, Nick Abruzzese, and then the fourth line of Alex Steves, Curtis, Douglas, and uh, Max Ellis. Um, shakes out there. So Steves, I thought maybe would be a little bit higher than a, a fourth yeah. line role alongside Douglas and Ellis. I thought he'd be given slightly more opportunity, perhaps. Um, although again, we have no idea how things are going to shake up. Maybe he'll end up playing with some of these guys a little bit later in camp, I suppose, but he's another one of those players who we expect to maybe, uh, show up in camp. Um, defensively geo and hall going to be the first pairing crawl and Dahlstrom, the second pairing, and then refi and Mac Hollowell as the third pair. Uh, any thoughts on any of that?
1: Uh, I'm we're going to probably get a potential preview of the third pairing. It seems, you know, with every, yes. everything, I mean, all depends on with uh Muzzin and Lilligren that might end up being the second pairing guys. <laughs> <Yeah. point>. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's a very interesting possibility, but I think Jordano Hall can work it. If I'm not mistaken, they did play together during the playoffs at yep. times. So played well, played well. Yeah. So I'm, I'm okay with that. Hall does need that veteran savvy saviness with him and uh, can't get any better than Gio. Jordan also mentioned the possibility of playing the right side. I don't know if you caught that.
0: I did. Yeah. Yesterday, the other day, media day, he, you know, when prompted, he ended up saying, I'd be open to it. Would be open to playing the right side. If, if that's what was needed from me. And I don't know if they're, going to toy with it um might be like a last case scenario type exactly. of thing um but now would be the time right if you're going to flip him on the right to play a couple of games you would think it would be in preseason and early in preseason too to get him as much uh as much experience in that as possible um but it's nice to know that he's a team player and he's well, obviously he is he playing for peanuts 800 grand for a guy who's you know definitely worth a lot more than that um but you know he's a team player because you have the contract and want to play wherever where wherever and whatever he can do to win you love to have that guy love that Gio is uh is a maple leaf here for the next couple of seasons uh and then matt murray and dylan ferguson round out the goaltending situation in this game so uh those are going to be the uh group two I don't know what I'm assuming. Group one's playing one game, uh, the first game, and then Group two is playing the next one. But uh, those those will be the groups that uh, and the lines and the pairings that we'll most likely see. Uh, Keith said that there might be a little variance to these, but for the most part, this is what he'll be rolling with um this upcoming weekend when the Maple Leafs take on the Ottawa Senators in the first preseason games of the year. Uh, Really quickly, though, we put together a bit of a, you know, top three things, people, players, coaches, duo, top three things that we'll be keeping an eye on uh, this weekend while watching these games. Give me your top three. Give me your list, and then I'll share mine after.
1: First one is which of the Marlies hopefuls, you know, makes a case for a job, right? Who's going to be the one to say, hey, guys look at me <laughs> like yeah. that. That's the big one uh, for me there. Obviously the goaltending. I I want to see how it'll likely be I I don't know, a 50 50. So halfway through the second period, they'll likely change or one guy might get two periods and someone gets a third. So I kind of want to see how Sam Sonov. they've talked him up a lot in if, almost in a way that you think that he might, he could legitimately be the opening night starter. Right, it's a, so,
0: it's a legitimate competition, and it's been yeah. told. We've been told that for a couple of months now, too.
1: Yeah, and I am going to be watching John Tavares a little more. Like out of all the players in like that group, too, I think John Tavares is going to be like my player to watch because Sheldon Keith said he liked the off season uh, that Tavares had. He was able to kind of focus on things instead of rehabbing an injury and we know a lot of the chatter about you know Tavares and his play last season i want to see how he looks in that first game does he look different than what we've seen in the past
0: yeah i think uh, those are three solid things to kind of keep an eye for this weekend. Um, One for me, it's similar to yours. I want to see the development of the prospects, right? Which one of these guys have taken a step over the course of the offseason? We've seen some, you know, get a little bit heavier. Robertson talked about how he got – Thicker, you know, in the thighs, allow hopefully allows him to be a better skater and be a better um, player. So, you know, the development of those guys, Alex Steves, another one, Holmberg, Joey Anderson, you know, a lot of these players that have been with the American League and trying to push their way up. I want to see how they've developed. So that's one thing that I'll be keeping an eye on. Kelly Yonkrog in a top six role. I want to see how that works out, right? I'm not sure if he's going to get much playing time with Matthews and Bunting, um, but I I still want to see what he looks like in a top-six role because, again, open competition on the second line on that left side, and he's one of the players that might be able to crack that spot. And, you know, I want to see what he looks like playing alongside a couple of talented players like Matthews and Bunting um, and see if he fits. Right, So that's something I'll be looking forward to. And we spoke about it a little bit, but what does Simmer have left in the tank? That will be something that I think a lot of people will be keeping an eye on. What does he have left in the tank? Is is this the end of the road for Simmons? So the light's about to go out here. Um, or is he going to come out and just look good and, and win a spot, win his roster spot back in camp? That's something that I think uh, – people will be looking to looking forward to watching and it all starts in the games tomorrow. So excited for it. Uh, what time are the games? I should, probably should have reeled.
1: Real- I think one is at like one o'clock and the others at seven.
0: Yeah, I believe that's the case. It's like a double header. Yeah. So yeah, one o'clock. Uh, yeah, one's at one, one's at seven o'clock tomorrow, both against the Ottawa senators. Uh, should be fun. Should be good to finally be able to see some of them for the first time in a while. Um, but that'll do it for us here today on the podcast. Enjoy the games, everybody. Uh, I would like to thank you for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to Locked On Leafs Podcasts off for all your podcasts uh, on all your podcast platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at make it a Score Canuck. Follow. Dave at D underscore morisuti Also, fall show at Locked On Leafs. Uh, leave a like and a comment down below if you're here on YouTube. Who are the players you're looking forward to watching this weekend in the split series games against the Ottawa Senators? Uh, we'll be back with another episode on Monday. Enjoy the games, folks. Until then, keep locked right here on Locked On Leafs.